Welcome back everyone to the captain's log for May 23rd. It's been a little bit since we got to talk news, kind of cover everything. So of course, there's going to be a little bit more to go through. We're going to try and keep it quick, keep it sweet. We're going to jump right into it. The first release that we have, Portal Games has announced their newest title, Batman Everybody Lies. It's a take on their detective series of games. Use basically the same setup it has an app that's going to give you intel you're going to grade players on how they solve the case it is a cooperative experience where everybody's going to be working together to try and uh, you know solve the mysteries that you're given looks very interesting looks very thematic definitely worth a shot yeah i uh i have played detective i haven't played this batman game but uh i'm very excited every everyone that i've seen who has talked about it has been over over the moon with just how cool it feels and like every character kind of has their own thing going on that they don't necessarily want to share with the rest of the class which is so it's it's not necessarily uh you know semi co-op there's not a, a hidden traitor per se but you you can't it's also not one of those, uh, you know, pandemic where everyone just plays, everyone can play with their cards on the table and one person makes all the decisions because everyone has their own motivations that they have to, to privately work toward, which I think is, is a cool choice. Uh, next up in our releases, WizKids is re-releasing the, uh, their 2021 Kinderspiel nominee Fantasy Realms with a new deluxe edition. Uh, and contrary to most of the deluxe editions that we're seeing these days, while this will feature new artwork, new design work, two new expansions, two promos, as well as enough sleeves to sleeve the whole game plus extras, it's only going to be like 35 bucks, which is, I can't think of the last time a game. I don't know that a game has ever come out for that cheap that included sleeves, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really nice, including sleeves in the box. Uh, I really like that. It is definitely very, very soon afterwards to be releasing a deluxe edition, but very excited about that. Moving on, of course, you know, in the same vein as something like Catan or, you know, Carcassonne, if you find something that works, you might as well just release a million versions of it. And uh, Plan B has announced Azul Master Chocolatier, another edition of Azul. I mean, it's the same basic game. You're going to be taking tiles. You're going to be building artwork, or in this case, you're going to be making, you know, artwork out of chocolate. And uh, yeah, it's Azul. If you like Azul, it's more of it. Yeah, they have said there will be uh, the factory tiles. There'll be like a variant on the back that the tiles will do stuff. They haven't said what that is yet. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that'll be something that uh, once once those details are made public, will be easily just put a sticky note on your your factory tiles for your home game. So while it is ninety nine percent just a re release, I do appreciate uh, you know that they're at least adding a little something extra. And I mean, for me personally, the idea of filling up a little Werther's sampler uh, chocolate box is is far more appealing. Uh, UK publishers Backspindle Games are releasing Lucha Wars, which is a, an updated version of their 2016 hit Luchador Mexican Wrestling Dice. It's a dice rolling game. It looks, I haven't played it 
based on, on what I've read, it, it looks not necessarily exactly like King of Tokyo, but there's like a 3D, a little 3D wrestling ring and like a little ladder and you want to put your guys on the ladder and it's all about the, you know, putting on the best show and stuff like that. And, you know, being on top of the ladder gets you more points towards winning, which is very exciting to me. Moving forward, Asmodee Digital is releasing the Jaws of the Lion DLC for Gloomhaven. Also, a very interesting announcement, the game is going to be coming to home consoles in 2023. Of course, Jaws of the Lion includes a bunch of new scenarios, new mercenaries can integrate right into the base game. We did mention that previously, but it's very exciting that it's going to be coming out to home consoles as well. Because, you know, previously being a PC game course you know fits really well into the digital sphere definitely one of the best adaptations that we've seen and so exciting to be able to get that on your uh, you know couch and i will say uh if if you're like me and you checked it out while it was still early access before the 1.0 release which just happened uh, a month or so ago you know when the when the game first released in early access it was basically just skirmishes you would just pick a guy and put him in a room and then the game would put in some skeletons and goblins and stuff, and you would just fight your way through the room, and that was, it was more of a proof of concept. It is now the board game fully realized into a 3D video game. It is a fantastic, accurate representation and recreation of the board game that handles all of the overhead for you, so you can just focus on which of these five cards are gonna save my life in this next turn because i'm about to die and that's what gloomhaven's all about yeah it is a incredibly well realized digital adaptation which of course we've mentioned and probably will continue because it is fantastic moving on into expansions fantasy flight games for the 25th anniversary of the game they are releasing the 25th faction for twilight imperium it's called the council of Calaris. of course i mean most people honestly don't play the game enough to get through more than probably two of the factions. So for the diehard fans that are out here playing all of them, there's another one, and it uh, looks pretty cool. Look, I'm not trying to attack anybody because I'm the same way, but like I feel like I own the most expansions for the games I play the least. There's just, especially something like this where it's like it is your favorite game, and you just you just buy all the stuff for it. You never, it's not going to get played. You're not going to play all that stuff because you, you're going to teach the base stuff and then the new stuff. You're just going to play the base game once and be happy with that. Um, but I get it. I get it. If I owned Twilight Imperium, this this would be in my, my pre-order cart and, and Cool Stuff Inc. right now probably. Oh, absolutely. Moving on to even more Fantasy Flight news. Uh, the next campaign expansion for the Marvel Champions Living Card Game is uh, Mutant Genesis. It's bringing the X Men into their universe. You know, about time, honestly. So that's exciting to see. Yeah, it's going to have uh, five new campaign scenarios that can be played individually or as you know one story, uh, as well as two new pre-built, ready-to-play characters, Colossus and Shadowcat. And they have said that more X-Men will be released separately, of course, because, you know, they, they got to get theirs. Uh, moving on to the news roundup, the, the very much less fun, much more dry section. Uh, financial investors, the Chernin Group, 
have acquired a 25% stake of Funko, uh, have also invested heavily in the company Exploding Kittens, and have said they intend to focus more in the collectible card game area. Um, you know, we're seeing, this, this is interesting to me, because we're seeing a lot more, I feel like recently we're seeing a lot more investment groups move into the board gaming space, which can be a good and bad thing, because, I mean, a lot of these investment groups get uh, a bad reputation for good reason. They tend to pump money into stuff, inflate it very quickly, and then take their profits and leave the company dying on the vine we, we've seen that several times in the video game industry um but i think it is generally a good sign because it means that the board game industry is being looked at as something that is mature stable and successful enough to be invested in by you know these these capital firms that that generally just throw their money at uh, generally just things that are a sure deal. Moving on, we do have some new information coming out of Paizo, of course, the company behind Pathfinder. Their current president, Jeff Alvarez, is stepping down for health reasons, and Jim Butler is going to become the new president. He's been the vice president of marketing and licensing since 2007. He has quite a lot of experience in the area of course he's you know worked for them for a while he's worked at TSR Wizards of the Coast Warner Brothers he has quite an extensive history behind him so the company sure looks to be in good hands moving forward and this is unrelated we're not getting paid for this uh, but right now Humble Bundle has a Starfinder bundle if you're curious about getting into that game it's like 25 bucks and you get like 38 books or it's 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 a whole bunch of starfinder stuff if that's anything that interests you uh snakes and lattes the as far as i could find biggest chain of board game cafes most of them are, are independently owned and operated uh but snakes and lattes is is as far as i can tell the biggest chain opening their eighth and ninth stores in glendale california and provo utah um, you know, there there were a lot of small, independently owned board game cafes, establishments of this type that were not able to stay open and stay afloat when everything shut down. Um, I, you know, I, I guess my, my question, just to, to keep the conversation moving, is do you think we could see a a nationwide or you know continent-wide chain a la starbucks of board games honestly i mean i'm kind of hoping so like i think that'd be really neat you know i mean there are a growing number of local places it is something that people are starting to get more into and i think if you do have a chain that can make it widely you know profitable make it you know a thing that people are used to it's going to be easier for smaller places to make that work as well at least hopefully that's the hope regardless it'll be awesome you know for you know even smaller you know places to maybe get a board game cafe you know somewhere where a chain can come in that something else might not you know maybe somebody will will try something i'm just excited to have more of them and i'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that you know a, a rising tide carries all ships I think if the concept as a chain proves to be more successful and popular, then that will 
lead to other people being able to open it in places where maybe they wouldn't have before you know if, if it if it takes off and is a smash hit in the bigger city that's an hour away from you then perhaps that will you know that that sets up that you could open one in your slightly smaller town so that people don't have to drive an hour away and i mean i i, I think that's a a cool hopeful possibility of the future I do hope so. Moving on to our final piece of news, something that is not nearly so happy and hopeful. We are going to be talking about you know, Gen Con. Uh, they are announcing that they require proof of vaccination and mask wearing requirements for all of their 2022 shows. Uh, this is after the recent passing of PAX East enforcer Don Wood, who passed away from COVID after the convention and her sister is also currently hospitalized for COVID symptoms. Of course, you know, our hearts go out to that family. We are going to be putting a link to the mother's GoFundMe for the funeral expenses. That is absolutely a terrible tragedy. So it's good to see Gen Con really making sure that they're keeping an eye on safety. And, you know, even though we do want to move forward, it's important we do still stay safe as we do it. Yeah. Uh, Origins also has announced same policies that they will be requiring, uh, not just not just clicking a box when you buy your tickets online that says yes i'm vaccinated they will be checking your card you will be having to wear a mask and from what i heard uh pax east they were very strict about you know they were checking everyone's cards at the door and if you were not eating or far away from people outside you know if you were in the convention hall they were being very strict about mask wearing um so it's good to see people taking it seriously still it it does bring to mind that maybe it's just not yet time for in-person events obviously that's if you're a company and your main profit maker is in-person events it's hard to keep putting that off so you know it's it's obviously a tough choice no matter which way you go but uh like ian said we will have a link to the gofundme uh, for Don Wood's uh, funeral expenses in the show notes. That is going to be the news for this episode, of course. Do pay attention. We are going to be coming out with a new episode next week. Hopefully no more unexpected hiatuses. This will be, we will have a short break, of course, in the beginning of June. I do have some trips that I will be going on, so we will probably miss an, an episode, maybe a captain's log, but hopefully getting back into regular uh, regular programming towards the midsummer so of course keep an eye out for that stay tuned but until then we'll be right here on the dice pirates play more games